0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Keel Podcast. I am your host, as always, Alex Keele, alongside me, the insider to the insiders, <gasps> also the guy that brought us to me this morning,
1: Tyler Keele. Oh, you're welcome. You are definitely welcome. here. Thank you. I'm I mean, Welcome to the TKP Morning Show here on SoundCloud, Google Play, and iTunes. Yeah. I mean, that's what you have to promote. as because we're not on the radio at all. Nope. Unlike no, Unlike some not. people that we'll find out are on the radio. We'll get to that later, though.
0: That we are. But definitely a lot of great things coming out of St. Louis. Game 7, double overtime. Patrick Maroon saying in press interviews, this is the kind of situation that you dream of playing, you know, um... Playing in the backyard or playing in the basement or in the driveway, wherever, with your brothers, your best friends, whatever—it's—it's it's the thing you dream of. Game seven, you know, double, triple overtime, whatever, and you—you you, you get that goal. And even—even even if it's not for the Stanley Cup, going into that Western, going to that Western Conference Final, that—that that is huge for this franchise, and it's—it's it's huge for all the Blues fans that deserve this.
1: Well, it's saying, because I stayed up for the whole thing, and I. I'll be honest with you. It was such a weird play, and you could just see the fatigue of the players just setting in because you play a hard seven-game series, and, I mean, you, you battle for that long, and you're grinding out, and that's why you have guys like Maroon stepping up. And, of course, the funny thing was because it was such a weird scramble after Thomas's shot goes off the crossbar, or off the post, off the crossbar, off Bishop, and then Maroon finds it. And the best part was, of course, the local boy beating the local boy, Ben Bishop, mm-hmm. but... His boy was in the stands, and he didn't even his, know he, his dad... His daddy, family was in the stands. His All of his family was in the stands for that game, because who knows, that may have been his last game in St. Louis, because remember, he only signed a one-year deal. That he did. And the best part is the fact that... Well, not the best part, but the funniest part. His boy didn't even know he scored, because it was such a weird scramble. Like, he didn't even know, and someone said, that's your dad, and then he just broke down. And yeah. I, br- Like, everyone remembers, was it last year or a couple years ago, when Maroon scored when he was playing for Edmonton in St. Louis, and his boy was there, and... He's always been an emotional guy, but he, you know, he saw the video of his boy celebrating his goal, and he cried, and I got emotional because you're – don't forget, these robotic-looking interviewing hockey players are humans. Right. And, you know, despite the face they kind of put on to make it look like they're tough and, you know, oh, we take a slap shot to the face, we're fine, but, you know, you see their families are separated. Like, there's a lot of people that move away from home – they go away they live with their family in the summertime but then they get they play in they play in Edmonton or they play in Vancouver or they play well even you know, even, even a, they're from you know New York but they play in Cal- one of the California teams well
0: you know th- that's a that's a really good point and that that's sometimes the case especially in the world of hockey where you know <clears throat> you set your life up somewhere and you're all ready to go or may- maybe you have your life set up so, but you so you decide to live somewhere else like uh, Brent burns makes all of his money in San Jose. He bought himself an entire ranch where he brought in, you know, African wildlife. That way he could study them and just, like, see how they interacted with other types of wildlife. His entire family is based in Texas, but he goes and he plays every single game, goes to every single practice in San Jose. So th- that obviously can take a toll on a family, but um, I-, I see it, I see what you're getting at, and especially with, you know,
1: Players that aren't making a whole lot of money, kind of like Patrick Maroon. Well, he took a pay cut to play at home. Right. Which, don't forget, I've always said, if I ever had a chance to play for the Leafs, I'd play for these Timbits. I'd play for Timbits and coffee. And a free place downtown. Probably a f- firm handshake. And a firm handshake, yeah. I mean, a free place downtown, I mean, that's pretty much half of Nah, s- you can sleep in a press box. That's half of a us. Se- hey, as long as, I, as long as I'm on the payroll of the Toronto Maple Leafs and I get to practice every so often, I'll take it. Because guess what? I'm getting that cup ring, gosh darn it. There you go. But no, If it, it ever happens. You know,
0: these players do a lot, and they sacrifice quite a lot to to play the game that they love and be able to make make as much money as they can while they're playing. And uh, definitely, is it was a great thing for not only St. Louis fans, but Patrick Maroon. By the way, Elliot Freeman on the uh, uh, 31 Thoughts podcast. 31 Thoughts. The 31 Thoughts podcast. Um, he went into kind of not With Jeff Merrick not not too much depth but he really talked about how um, Patrick Maroon he he seems like not the best player to have on your roster well, but no they call him
1: big rig for a reason he's not right, the most mobile the most skilled but right. he's that type of locker room guy exactly. physical presence when you need him he's he's not the he's not the best player it's, stats wise the in the regular
0: season it's the intangibles he's he's got that thing you know, especially in the playoffs, when you, if you're a bigger guy and you get into those dirty areas, you're, you're going to be more of a presence, especially in the regular season, because, like you said, he's a big rig. He's got that big body to throw on, around, and obviously it worked in his favor getting that Game 7 double overtime goal. And
1: we'll talk more about the series later. We'll also get more into the Western Conference final later. But, yes, I mean, obviously the big size. We'll kind of discuss that, too, looking at when we talk about San Jose against St. Louis. Oh, Glory. Meet me in St. Louis. I don't know why, like, they say, meet me in St. Louis, and I'm like, no, just say meet me in St. Louis. It's perfect, because it rhymes. is not how how long it's supposed to go. How much am I supposed to bet? St. Louis and San Jose.
0: Two cities that have two words in their name. San
1: Josie. Yes. I want to talk to Jose. I oh, wa- I'm sorry. I- I'm sorry. Um. Well, that's a... Well, do we want to dive in? No, do we want to... Uh, we probably should end with Boston and Carolina. Well, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll end with we'll that. We'll end with that. Um... Yeah. We'll talk a little bit about Toronto, too, later. Of course, yes, I know, the Leafs, blah, blah, blah. Take off, there's news, okay? But San Jose and St. Louis. First of all, San Jose, Colorado gave them a good run for their money. I think Colorado could have played a little bit better. Nathan McKinnon was not the same McKinnon in round one, which, you know what, it happens in the playoffs. You have a hot streak, you have a cold streak. And unfortunately, McKinnon couldn't get off the schneid in time. And San Jose was able to get the job done. Martin Jones looks like the Martin Jones of old. Not the one we saw during the regular season. He actually looked good. He was able to outplay Philip Grubauer. And if you had told me that Philip Grubauer was going to be, well, first of all, if you told me Philip Grubauer going to be the starting goaltender for Colorado, I was going to laugh in your face. But, and I thought, I'm like, oh, well, you're telling me Grubauer's able to keep up with Martin Jones? I'm like, that's not right at all. Grubauer's a good backup, but wait, he's starting. No, Jones is actually looking like the goaltender that the Sharks have had for the last few years, and it's at the perfect time to do it. It's been all year. It's been the team in front of him that's really carried him. Martin Jones and Aaron Dell were probably the worst tandem in the NHL. Right,
0: and then you get a Darcy pick.
1: Kemper was better than <laughs> right. Martin Jones. Yeah,
0: you got a. I mean, you got a big pickup in you know Eric Carlson. You still got the big names and, up from and on Eric the top
1: Carlson. End. I we always knocked him for how you know his broken ankle and he's slow. And Gordon Miller saying there's a lot of things wrong with him. Holy cow! What kind of shot of testosterone or cortisone shot did he get in that ankle? He was flying in the series. Uh, you know, it, I'm not it, assuming anyone thing, folks. I'm just saying that like the, he his speed kind of picked up here in the second series. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying like he. Was, well, it's it's highly likely that he got a cortisone wait, shot. Well, you really can't get like a cortisone shot in a metal ankle. Did he get some? Did he put some WD forty in there and squirted? It not in? a
0: completely metal ankle though.
1: Well, they got right in those nuts and bolts and was like all right, let's just loosen this up a little bit and.
0: But no, I go speed racer. Sorry, you know Eric Carlson looks great, and I I think.
1: This series between
0: San Jose and Colorado has really shown hockey fans what San Jose has become in the playoffs. And, and how, how how much they're separated from their regular season self. Because, don't get me wrong, San Jose, always a tough game to play in the regular season. Because even if Carlson's not going at 100%, even though Martin Jones has let everything slide between his legs, you still got... Brent Burns, who has a lot of tangible assets to him. Vlasic. Vlasic's a great player.
1: Um, you have Jumbo Joe up front, who, yes, is slower, and, yes, the these two seven-game series taking a toll on him. And then, you, but got then uncle, you have Couture. And then you got other Uncle Joe and Joe Pavelski. Who, by the way, how in the world? Like, you've had your head cracked open before, Alex. Yup. How in the Numerous world? Numerous times. How in the world? Okay, you shouldn't have been standing there. Okay, how no, in the that world? that was only one time. Oh. Yeah, one out of five. One out of five. How in the world can a guy come back from getting his head cracked open and come back two weeks later without any concussion-like symptoms? I know everyone kind of heals differently, but Pavelski comes back in Game 7. I heard, I'm like, I understand this may be the last game of the season, but, like, are we going to have a Keith Primo issue here down the line with Pavelski? I I get it, yes. He played a big role, had a goal and assist in that first period, and, San Jose, and he got them all pumped up in Game 5-2 and all that, and he's clearly the leader of this team, but... Here's what your I'll personal say. health? Okay. And I get it, yes. To an extent, here's what I'll
0: say. When you get your head cracked open, one of two things happens. Either you get really lucky or you're really hurt. And in this case, uh, it could go both ways. You could There's the narrative that you could say Joe Pavelski is playing with a concussion or he's playing with concussion-like symptoms. Or you could say that Joe Pavelski just landed weird and his helmet cut him. That 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 could be just it, where he you know feels fine in the head, not really feeling any concussion like symptoms, not getting sick, you know, not not uh, not tasting pennies as we say, you know, it, it could have just been a weird cut. And obviously, you know, you you can't play hockey with a, a huge gash in your head, or even even a small one, because if you're bleeding a lot, you know that that can get on the ice, get on other players, it. Uh, it can, it can mean a lot of bad things for everyone involved, just because the liability issue of having a, a guy bleeding everywhere.
1: Also, it's not a good look on the league, right? And I'll be honest with you, I I love the way and he was able to come out strong, and the team was able to get the job done. Colorado, I'll be like, if they are able to be consistent, unlike they were this year, where they had a pretty poor first half and able to pull it around in the second half. And I think if Nathan McKinnon just matures one more year, you know, you kind of saw it a little bit in this series. And I know it's dumb because he's been in this league now for what's it 5 years now. But you kind of saw in this series he got a little frustrated and got a little razzle and he wasn't yeah. able to and he wasn't able to pick it back up in time.
0: He kind of had the thing that he had in the regular season when he was having, you know, struggles with the coaching staff there and he was a bit frustrated with how the power play was being ran. And you know what? I I understand that, but to me when I was watching this series, you know, either either you're watching highlights or um, you're watching the full game. Nathan McKinnon played like Nathan McKinnon and it's, it's, it's kind you're of the right. same kind of the same thing I was saying about Austin Matthews in round one. He played like Austin Matthews. But Matthews there's was, nothing that there's nothing really that changed. I think it just came down to the fact that with how much Colorado had and we talked about it all year, it's really just one line. And so when you're getting down to those 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 deep playoff runs, you know you see the the lower guys they're they're not going to be producing as much so they'll so they'll look at the first line and be like hey can you bail us out here and sometimes it just doesn't work out i think the the Sharks really had a lot of depth I
1: think on they, defense in particular i I love Calgary enough I love mark Giordano and Brody and all those guys but I just they just were not I didn't think they were as prepared as the sharks were like this defense corps has been i think thick and it just I think
0: they'd really just got outplayed that that's really
1: what that's really what hurt them Calgary or San Jose or Colorado? Calgary. yeah. Well, both. Both, both really. Yeah, Mike Smith bailed them out, and of course, Philip Grubauer bailed him out, but unfortunately, Philip Grubauer wasn't able to make the big saves like he had against Calgary, which ended up probably costing the avalanche in that series. So Right, and and, and just think about, as a, as a goalie, the exhaustion of playing, you know,
0: because the Calgary series, that went to six, five. Five. Five, five games. I was right. Yeah, five. Yep, so five games. You were, you were right on that one. I, th- I believe, I, if I want to go back, <laughs> it said six. Maybe I agreed with you. No, I think I said six because that was kind of my magic number. Needless to say, as a goal, you're playing night in, night out, and just can take a toll on you, especially when you're used to playing a regular season where, you know, back to backs or maybe close proximity games, you're getting a night off every so often. And that's not happening in the playoffs. So that might have been the reason. It's a grind, yeah. It may have really been the reason why. And I think that's kind of, I mean, kind of going back to Toronto as we usually do. I think that's why Frederick Anderson's not really a, a playoff goaltender. Because okay, edge, no. I, no, no, I'm <laughs> no. just, I'm really, I'm, I'm saying that from the bottom of my heart. I think he's a bottom great, of my heart, hope
1: to die. Frederick think, Anderson is think, not good enough to be well. I think
0: if Frederick Anderson had uh, a matched skill goaltender to split
1: time with, and I, when I mean split time, I mean fifty-fifty. You mean a goaltender that actually can play? Exactly. A goaltender that can play in the National Hockey League?
0: Yeah, Curtis McElhinney.
1: Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If, you know, if, if the Leafs still have that lady. Hey, listen. Ian Scott's coming up from Prince Albert. Joseph Wolf's coming in from Boston College. Let him run loose at, at training camp and see who gets picked, because I'll be honest with you. We'll, you know, we'll,
0: we'll get to that, and we'll talk about Mike Babcock in a second. But going back to the San Jose-Colorado uh, series, I think it was just a situation of Colorado met their match. San Jose was just the superior team, and... Pucks weren't really going their way.
1: And that offside call really killed them in Game 7. The one, and, and here's the thing. That I, it did, yes. And you know what? It's everyone, I, here's the argument. It was, a cl- it was a good call. It was a good call. Here was the argument that I saw which had some merit but was not able to overrule. Landeskog's the one that's going off the ice while inside the San Jose zone. I forgot who was the one that came out on the ice, but he was already on the ice. So therefore, uh, Landeskog was not the guy in the play. However, since he was still on the ice, that's why the offside was called. Even though, technically, yes, Colorado had too many men on the ice. But the way the rule works, too many men, as long as the puck is not played by the guy that's oncoming while the offcoming player is still on the ice, that's why it would not have mattered. But And that and the worst part is, Landis just wasn't going hard. He wasn't jumping off quickly. Nobody was helping him get off or anything like that. I mean, that's just a mental error by the avalanche. end ended up costing him. So I'll take on St. Louis. And, you know... I don't know how much you can talk about St. Louis. I mean, first, let let's before we get to the Blues, Ben Bishop has shut me up, Alex. He has straight up shut me up. How? He looked like a Vesna caliber goaltender. Now, yes, he was already a Vesna candidate, but I have knocked him since he was in Tampa, even when they made it to 2015, because that's when I found out that Ben Bishop was a nice piece of seamless glass, would shatter if they made any contact, he had to battle in this series, more than I think in the Nashville series. He played amazing. The Sharks, me, the uh, the Blues got almost doubled up the stars and shots in that double overtime game. That game would have been ten nothing had it not been for Ben Bishop. Saint Lu- Saint Louis would have walked away easily in Game Seven. It would have been one of those fancy Game Seven blowouts that nobody likes. But now, I mean. Just simply the fact that he made it this far should definitely give him the credibility to be the Vesna winner. Vasilevsky... No, no, I listen. Vazilevsky, Vasilevsky does not Vazilevsky, Vazilevsky, deserve the Vesna. Oh, absolutely not. Vazilevsky he does not, should not be, deserve the Vesna, and should not, be.
0: I, I, I commend Ben Bishop. However, I do not believe that he has proven himself to be the Vesna.
1: Well, in this series, I, I don't know how you because
0: don't, you you also have to remember we got three series left. Well, I mean. I mean two,
1: well four, No, three. Oh yeah, three. Sorry, you got two Western, you teams. got two conference finals. But here's the thing, and the final, all three bezin candidates are out. Leonard got outplayed by Peter Mrazek, which, like I said, we'll get to. But if you told me that match, if you told me that Peter Mrazek and Robin Leonard were going to battle in the second round, and Mrazek was going to outplay Leonard in the playoffs, I would have said, "Why are those two guys in the playoffs before the season?" But I just think the way Bishop played and how clutch he was, you gotta take that in consideration. Yes, Vasilevsky was great all during the regular season. However, so were the Lightning. And we saw how well that went over in the playoffs. Robin Leonard was behind a very good defensively structured Islanders team. They were still good, except for game excuse me, game four against Carolina. But Ben Bishop, despite how good the Dallas decor has been at times, with Heisken in, with Klingberg and the whole group there, I don't think. That they even make it to seven games, though Bishop. I don't think they make it to the second round without Ben Bishop. The, the, you're you're completely right. I think Ben Bishop really. I mean, we're probably gonna have this discussion later before the awards come out, no, before we have the NHL awards. But right. I mean, you could you could say that Ben which, Bishop. Which, By the way, is on June 19th. So remind we gotta remember to put have the show before that day. Yeah. Unlike after Game One or Finals period. But anyways, we'll get to that. But so going back to St. Louis, the Blues. And the best line is, I was listening to Hockey Central yesterday following the Game 7 win. Sorry, I just watched the,
0: the video again of Patrick Maroon's kid crying and just, oh, it got me again.
1: Continue, continue. But the biggest thing coming out of this, like I said, we'll talk about St. Louis, Patrick Maroon, having those big bodies. Like, the only teams that are really left right now have size on their team. San Jose has tough players. While St. Louis may not be the fastest team, they play fast hockey, and they have guys that can crash and bang, which is big in the playoffs. And we saw. Like, yes, last year with Vegas was a different story. They were able to play wide-open hockey, but they had tough guys that could hit. They had Ryan Reeves in the lineup, Derek Englund, despite being an absolute plug, could throw the body around. They had guys that could play physical hockey. Tampa Bay doesn't have that. Nope. They're out in the first well, round. Wow. They used to have
0: that with Victor Hedman, and I think that really took them in 2015. But Hedman was but not.
1: But Hedman's not the over. He, he's a strong player, but he's not the big crashing body, though. He's a smart defenseman with size.
0: Right. He he's slowly but surely becoming Tampa's Chara, and which which
1: is really the reason why they got him. So and so eventually he'll be able to not be able to escape. That's neither here nor there. But he'll hey he'll still be effective. But you have to look at then, the Leafs. Who is their big body? Um, Jake Muzzin. All right,
0: one guy. Maybe Ron Hainsey. Ron, sure. ha- Ron Hainsey can throw his body around. He can, but he doesn't. He just, ha- he, he just has to get out. He's like a quarterback. He's Oof. stuck in the pocket.
1: But like that, you may that have, one, so you have one player. Like Let's put it this way. Roman Polak was playing in double overtime for the Stars. I'm just telling you. Roman I'm, Polak should still be on the Leafs. I'm just saying. like Yes, I understand it. Roman Polak during the regular season, during an 82-game season, is awful. However, come springtime, when you need that tough presence on the back end, he's a huge player. Let's put it this way. Aaron Ward, Ward for the Wings back in the day, was an awful defenseman. He was was there on a team, and he played six pair. However, in the playoffs, with the way the game was and the way you can crash, bang, hook, hold, and put everyone against the boards, he was a strong player for those Wings teams. I'm just saying that you have to look at this, and yes, you want to say the game is changing to a speed game. However, right now, the teams with the bigger bodies are able to play in the playoffs and able to make it. Now, I know what the formula is for success is in the regular season. Score a lot of goals, speed, fast, have a good goaltender, and don't let them shoot the puck as much from the inside. In the high-scoring areas, all the analytics, course before, whatever. But we're learning these playoffs that the analytics, while as good as they are, are almost looked at as in almost secondhand. You don't even, you look at the analytics and say, okay, here's this, but the playoffs, it really doesn't matter. On paper, and I kind of, and I'm, so I'm doing the NAI lacrosse tournament. And I said, I'm like, look, these two teams on paper one team is better than the other. But guess what? It's the it's a National Invitational Tournament. It's championship season. Stupid happens, and it will happen. Right. But analytically, the Lightning are superior to the Blue Jackets. Here's... On, on the ice? Tampa Bay, for the, for the except you count the first 20 minutes of game one, we're not in that series at all. I'll play devil's advocate right now.
0: The way things run at the NHL level... In regard to playoffs. Playoffs is it's not accessible to put analytics on it. It's not it's not accessible to doing, you know, different, you know, flow charts of this player versus this player in points versus time or games played and et cetera, et cetera. Because you don't have that standard number of games that you're playing each season. Because you could have Steven Stamkos Going and playing amazing regular seasons year after year after year. Connor McDavid playing amazing regular seasons year after year after year. But their playoff, you know what they have statistically in the playoffs is skewed because
1: either they don't play a lot in the playoffs, Stam. or or they don't. They're ineffective. Stamkos was absent. Right, one hundred percent. Steven Stamkos, Johnny Hockey. I'm, I'm, I'm st- taking the Johnny Hockey tag off right now. Johnny Gaudreau, unless he grew. Okay, up, okay. here's the thing. Johnny Gaudreau played well. He played well. People- no, he did. no, he did not. Yes, he did. I- he can't. Listen, I understand it, and I understand his size is what it is, and it helps. He's quick. He's fast, but he gets hell in he, the playoffs come around where you can kind of hold him up a little bit and get in his way and give him a little hook. He can't fight through that. Jonathan Marcheseau. So. Jonathan Marcheseau, okay. Are you
0: saying that Jonathan players like Jonathan Marcheseau, so, you know, Brad Marchand? John- okay. I will say Brad
1: Marchand is a whole different type. You're No, just, no, no, no. Johnny, Ho- no,
0: Johnny hockey is Brad Marchand five years ago.
1: You mean five,
0: maybe five, seven, ten 10 years. Stanley
1: ago. Cup winner, Brad Marchand five years ago.
0: I'm just saying like, think he, about, but think about it though. A small guy. He's got a lot of talent with the stick. If he just, so does Marchand, but not in the way as well, just also scoring, but other ways too. Sometimes.
1: You quit laughing over
0: there. For those of you that are listening at home, we have our peanut peanut gallery here, as our one usual. peanut gallery. Yeah, the the one member peanut gallery playing solitaire, spider, whatever. Solitaire. Well, she's playing regular solitaire, not spider. Okay.
1: Spider solitaire is for sissies.
0: Uh, where was I going with this? Oh yeah. So if Johnny Gaudreau changed his play style to be a little bit more tougher, meaner, not necessarily tougher, maybe a little bit. More get, get Yeah, feisty. feisty I'll,
1: Be a little spitfire, you know? A oh, spitfire. A oh, spitfire. A little oh, spitfire. No, yes, I agree. So would it, he be if, hated? If he really but, changed that. Would I he think be hated? Be... Yes. But will it work, as we've seen with Marchand? Yes! It doesn't matter if you're hated, okay? It matters if you win. It matters how many rings you have on your finger. Marchand only has one, though. That's because Peter Cirelli and them also.
0: Exactly. Brad Marchand will go into the Hall of Fame. His number will be retired. Uh,
1: oh, yes, well, yeah, he'll be retired. But uh, his number
0: will be Hall retired. He will go into the Hall of Fame, regardless of what people say. Let's put it this way: he is
1: one dumb thing away from not. You know that, right? He's probably one won. dumb thing from not. Whatever.
0: Okay, fine. Even if he doesn't get in, he should. You want to know why? Because he's a great player. He's won his cups and Cup. year. F- Singular. Okay, he's gonna win another. I don't know if it's this year or it's next year. He's gonna win another. He's still got that in the bag, and Boston's been doing phenomenal. In we'll get to, we'll get to them in a second. We, but we should probably say, get back to the. Should we get back to Johnny the, Goudreau okay. is a good player. He just needs to great is a needs, great he just needs to Change his play style in the he playoffs. Ne, he needs to go. For, not, not, not even just in the playoffs. I'm talking the entire season: regular, preseason, regular season, playoffs, even camp. He needs to be gritty. He needs to get feisty. He needs to get into those corners. He needs to have the. Let's put it this way. Marner. He has to have the hardworking at, attitude of Zach Hyman, with the smarts of Brad Marchand, and the slap of slap shot of Sedenochara. Well,
1: That's here, what he here's needs. Here's what I'm just saying: Mitch Marner is about the same size, or he's actually six foot. Johnny Gaudreau's a little shorter, but Marner is not the biggest guy. And what happened to him in the playoffs? He looked good. He looked good, but he got he got he messed got, around. But he, he plays got with got a more put down. That's why he's they call him like this generation's Doug Gilmore. Because he's not the biggest guy. He is skilled. And come playoff time, he likes to get, he can he can get a little feisty. He does like laying the body around. Which is hilarious. Did you see his check on? He's 160 pounds, I think, soaking wet. And he tries to throw the body on chart. It's hilarious.
0: I mean, I, I like seeing it. Because then then chart just goes on the boards and then gives him a weird look every like, single time. Like, what are you doing? Are you, are you just- done yet? Every every hit. Are you done yet? Boom. Are you done yet? Boom. Are you it's done like, yet?
1: It's like you when you were six years old. I would just keep punching. I'm, you're like punching up from. Me like I'm gonna fight you and throw my. You throw your stick in yeah, my and age. then
0: I turn into Nazim Kadri and I slash you upside the ankle.
1: And then I have to punch you in the face, and Mom gets mad because I knocked you down, and I'm like, "What? He slashed me? He's like, why do you have to retaliate?" I'm like, "Because it's a retaliation see, penalty." See, I'm just saying, I'm gonna be a great parent. You want to know why? One kid's gonna slap the other one, and I go back and he's like, "He slapped me first. I'm like, "Nope, you, you should have let him have it because he would have been the one going to timeout. You both go to timeout now." I'm going to be Wes McCauley when I'm an adult. When I... <laughs> By the way, can we talk about, because well, Wes McCauley, yes, we should, t- well, actually, no, so we'll wait for the Boston to talk to get to that. But back to the San Jose-St. Louis series after yes. we got way off here. San Jose has got to be tired. You have two Game 7 series, and I know we bring it back to the Leafs, but remember in 93-
0: no, that's not that's not a accurate. You can't go back to 93.
1: But those were two Game 7s. They get to L.A. and, and they play a seven-game series. They just didn't have enough in the tank. And then again, they got screwed by Frazier in Game 6. But that's neither here nor there.
0: Before the 2004 lockout. Don't count. No. Yes, it does. does, not does. Count.
1: Nope. Okay. It was Whatever. a different era. Era. Okay, fine. Whatever. But the point is that in this generation, where you cannot slack off every shift, you cannot have two-and-a-half-minute shifts. You have to play one-minute hard shifts or else you're going to get burnt. Eh, 43 hey. seconds is the average 30 to 40 seconds keep it on doc um it works they know i know but i'm saying it's like it's a different kind of game and you gotta be exhausted especially when you go to overtime in both game sevens you're playing a lot of hockey yep well
0: don't they have a two-day break they play tonight question mark
1: or pardon me san, sorry san jose's game seven or uh, second round and go to uh, overtime that's my fault mm-hmm. Um yeah it was, I, I was thinking back to St. Louis. I'm sorry. So many there's been the most I think in the first couple of rounds of game 7 overtimes this year since I, I forget what the stat was, but it's been a while. Been a just, while
0: since, since I, I could, could stand, stand
1: on my, my own two feet. What what, what 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 verse are you at? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know the lyrics. I just know It's has <laughs> You're trying to make No, you're trying to turn like Eddie Vedder or something like that.
0: Apparently,
1: if you want to ever see them in Seattle, you have to buy increments of four tickets. Yeah, you do.
0: Because they put a limit on it. You want to know why? Because people... Because corporations... Because frickin' Starbucks. (laughs) You want... The, the, okay. Side note, Pearl Jam, side note from here, and it connects to hockey because Seattle and Pearl, Pearl Jam's a thing, and then Seattle has the new hockey team. This is how it comes together. Okay, Gary Bettman and Starbucks.
1: <laughs> Gary, Get all animated here. Starbucks is Gary Bettman. <laughs> Alex also turned to John. Madden. all right. See you over here. You got uh, you got the Starbucks here in Seattle. You got the hockey team here, and you got Eddie Vedder, who's actually a Chicago Cubs fan, really, but who really gives a crap? He's from Seattle. Brother wrote you a poem. <laughs> Eddie Vedder, I wrote you a poem. If there's a John Madden of Seattle, it's Starbucks
0: you. <laughs> Starbucks bought I want to say it was Giovanna. Well yes. Uh, I want to say it was fifteen thousand tickets. What? Fifteen thousand tickets. You wanna know why? Because they gave it to um, employees that were doing really good. They were giving it to customers, they were doing it giving it to brand representatives because Seattle's a big big market. Starbucks is Seattle based organization and they like Pro Jam. I'd love to see Pro Jam. I'm just saying the new arena. Be the the new
1: be- arena in Seattle has to be would it, sponsored by Starbucks. Would it have to no, it still it'd still be Key Arena. They wouldn't they're not gonna change the name. They probably will put like something Key Arena or whatever. Like how like it's MTS Bell Center. Like it was the MTS Place, but it's the MTS Bell Center. Or MTS Bell Place. Whatever what it is. It's gonna be the Starbucks Key Arena. The key to Starbucks Arena, home of the Seattle's best. <laughs> I'm just saying, how do you not call them Seattle's best hockey team? They are yeah. Seattle's
0: best hockey team.
1: No, that's what I'm calling. You've got to call them Seattle's no, best. No, that,
0: that's, that's their moniker.
1: We are Seattle's best hockey team. Playing in Starbucks key arena. This is Seattle's best hockey team brought to you by Seattle's best. Playing in Starbucks key arena. You will have just a mind-blown, like an atom bomb of social media outlash. And then that- I'll come in and say, I'm like, both are disgusting. You're all dumb. Back to St. Louis and San Jose. Back to St.
0: Louis and the Blues. I think it's going to be a really good series. San Jose may be tired, but the Blues kind of look tired. The, the Blues B- are losing their hot streak. The blues well, I don't know. It's they, so. yes, they just came off a game seven win and they've got a lot of momentum going for them just because every team that wins a series has a lot of momentum
1: for them. But you San also, Jose does have home ice advantage.
0: They do. And that does have an effect because further and further in the playoffs, more and more fans come out, and, yeah, that's
1: it. It's, it's so you, – you saw the um, – what radio station was in St. Louis? They played Gloria for 24 hours straight after Game 7. Their, 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 their victory song, Gloria. Yeah. They played it for 24 hours straight. Yep. Hell yeah, dude. I'll, oh, I'll admit, oh, hell yeah. I mean, I mean, that's a lot better than TBS or TNT, whatever, heck, playing Christmas Story for 24 hours on Christmas Day. I'm sorry. Yes, I said it. Christmas Story is an overrated Christmas movie. Uh, it's not necessarily all my fiance, overrated. I hope my fiance heard that upstairs because she loves that movie. It's not necessarily overrated. It's just overplayed. Buddy, Santa Claus 3 is better than Christmas Story.
0: Santa Claus 3 was a good movie.
1: It was the worst of the, it was the, worst of the trilogy, though. Okay, but so was, you know, the third Spy Kids movie. Well, duh. No, don't you dare. No, you know that's the dumbest one. Oh, okay, okay, excuse me, no no d- excuse me. It's the dumbest one of the original three. Because remember they made one a couple years it ago with just the dumbest one, but it's still good. Well yeah, I'm not No reason why it's good okay, is because okay, of three. Okay, hold on. Shark well... Boy and Lava Girl is better than Spy Kids Three. You're
0: right. Yes. <laughs> you <laughs> wanna know why? George Lopez.
1: <laughs> George Lopez.
0: Oh me. Uh, Damn. This right here, <laughs> my pretty boy swipe. Hey
1: <laughs> Oh good lord.
0: I love those videos. If you have a second, welcome go, go, to the t- welcome to the QL Podcast Meme Show. Go 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 on, go on to fa- or go on to Facebook or YouTube or whatever, and look up TikTok memes that that emulate like vines or whatever.
1: Vines that make that stop me from ending at all. Vines that make <laughs> me want to run backwards with a bicycle. Vines that make <laughs> me want to drink coffee out of a straw. Vines that butter my biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah, look at yeah. There's a dumb series of YouTube videos. Hey. It, hey yes, this is a great. this is a hockey show, everyone. We're just we're just kinda Okay. The coffee's starting to kick in a little bit, and that's where it's all it's this mixture of fatigue, sleepiness, and caffeine. It's just a <laughs> recipe for disaster. Before we go on to the East, who do you got in this series? Oh I want I want So the worst part is I picked I want I want a guess. Neither, and I want a reason why. Neither of my teams made it. I don't did any my team did. Did I pick the Islanders or Carolina? You picked the Islanders. So yeah, none of my teams made it. <laughs> I am over for 4 in the second round. Well, you only had one right, too. Yeah. One. You, yeah. And that's all I need. You got that's all it. I need, baby. Flip. You're, a, you're, we'll, a, jerk. We'll you're talk, a jerk. We'll
0: talk about this in, in, in um, a hot second. But
1: who you got and why? Oh, my one gosh. One pick, one reason. Come Here's on. the thing. You get St. Louis finally getting to the cup final. Or you have Jumbo Joe. You got to cheer for Jumbo Joe. St. Thomas boy. How do you not cheer for the Man grew his beard back in no time at all.
0: Well, yeah. because... He shaved it,
1: looked ugly, and realized that should grow it back out, and it was a great idea. Gosh, I don't. It's so tough because, like I said, you have the blues who have you a got really good ten team. seconds. You have Jordan Winnington. You got ten seconds. Come on, you I'm can the, do it. I'm waiting these ten seconds out here. Make it dramatic. Uh, 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 blues in six. What is that Gloria. Blues in six. Oh, okay. I see how it is. San Jose gets one. I St. Louis gets one in San Jose when both at home. San Jose will get back in game five. St. Louis clears it out at home.
0: I got San and Jose. They, I got San Jose in seven.
1: You th- here's it's hard to at this point to ever think that there's gonna be a sweep at this point of the season and the point of the playoffs. It could happen. Now don't get me wrong. But with these two teams and how tight it is, you have the Blues are on this incredible run. We can't say that enough. You have the Calder, tro- the Calder Trophy winner, Jordan Bennington, calling that now. Oh, yeah, he's going to. There's, there's no but doubt. But you have the Sharks that are coming in. They're going to give an effort, but I just think the Blues just have more. I think the fatigue is going to kill the Sharks. And boy, it's going to be a tight one. What do you got? Huh? Who do you have? For, for this? Oh, right, you I said Sharks and Seven. And you know
0: what? I'll go even further. You know who's going to win the game-winning goal? Classic.
1: <laughs> That's, That's the tastiest clinch I've ever heard. There it is. There it is. It's in. It's in. There it is. Oh. Uh, that was a good Wait, did you just pick the blues? Why'd you make that? Shut up. Moving on to This is, this to is the- entertainment, folks. This is not a real... This is not podcast for substance. This is a podcast for fun. Moving on We're to... We're having fun. Are we having fun? Moving on to the East. Sorry. Getting a look. So side, getting a little excited here. We have the Boston Bruins,
0: who... Despite a lot of controversy. Well, let's
1: talk about Carolina first just because there's a little bit less from round two for the Hurricanes. Okay, that's fair. In terms of, uh, except for sure. I mean, you don't need to ask me twice to talk about these Canes. Let's go win this crusade. Let's go. Well, the funny thing is, is like, with the exception of um, Don Cherry sticking to his guns and still saying that Carolina has a horrible hockey team and horrible character, whatever he wants to call it. I don't it. care, Woody. I don't care. I'm just saying, uh, there's a lot of people saying if they make it to the cup final where where they are at every game. Dude, now, okay, if the Canes do the thing and make it to the finals, do the Canes fans boo him or cheer him? Because had it not been for Cherry, hashtag bunch of jerks is not a trendy thing on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or anything. The shirts don't happen. Where's our free shirts, by the way? I want a free shirt. How about this? They're not going to boo.
0: They're not going to cheer. They're going to jeer.
1: No, you know, that's kind of like... No, they got it. should cheer. But anyways, sorry. Carolina, I don't think they
0: should necessarily
1: cheer. They took they took someone's criticism and ran with it. It's what exactly. the Boston Bruins have been doing for years. That's true. But, well, boss fans try to ignore it. But we'll, no, get, to, we'll get to them in a they minute. They use it as fire. We'll get to them in a minute. The I the got things down. to say about them. But Carolina in the, in the, against the Islanders, with the exception of Game 4.
0: By the way, I say... Out of that series,
1: Leonard's got Vezna. Dude, I feel so bad for Leonard there in Game 4. He got lit up. And I remember when he was going off, and gosh, you, you feel for the guy. They he came so far from where he was in Buffalo, all the stuff he went through emotionally, mentally, to come to this point and be a goaltender. Let's be honest. If they had not played Mrazic and how good he was, and then eventually McElhenney, I don't think it. the series, I don't think the Islanders are in the conference finals. That, that's how much of a difference Leonard made. But they ran a hot goaltender, Marazic, who played exceptionally well in games one and two, then gets hurt. And then McElaney comes in and says, I know how to do this thing still. And McElaney does the McLean thing. Uncle Curtis saved the day. And, and that's that, McElaney. My goodness. I just, that, that series alone showed how. The hurricane success has been in the regular season because it doesn't matter who's in net, who has to come and win. They're going to, there's going to be a great effort by the goaltender and the team's going to feed off from it. How in the world does that happen? Like in this day and age that they're showing that you need two goaltenders. You can't just have one. Hey, no, don't you. It's what I've been saying for years, years. No, because yes. Okay. Five years ago, you don't need, you didn't need two goaltenders. I wouldn't. I would no, not. I mean for years, and I'm talking three. Oh, for years. So three years. But anyway, ever since ever since Babcock came to power, how about that? With the Leafs, you mean? So like 2015. But anyways, yeah. yes. So they were able to get the job done, and now they're coming into this series fresh, and we'll kind of get we'll get into the game last night a little bit later on. But let's move to the Bruins. They beat the Blue Jackets. First, let's talk about game six. We're to do the Martian interviews first for the hit. Okay, so the hit
0: that was, we're referring
1: to was not. So, okay, excuse me. Remember last week, guys, when we had to bleep out half of the show? Well, not half the show, but a part of the show. Because the reason why why we had to. Why you he heard a beep, and then Alex Alex and I explained what happened. McAvoy blindsided Riley Smith. He did. No call at the end of a period. Game six comes around, McAvoy straight brains Anderson, no regard for personal safety, went straight for his head, McAvoy, the you know what that he is, after the game said, thought it was a good hockey play, he brained Anderson. What is it? A two-minute minor for head contact. Everyone on Twitter said, I've never heard that before. Listen, they've called it before, guys. It's not a new penalty. Yeah. It's rarely called because usually when there's head contact, it's out you go. See you later, bud. Which, by the way, didn't happen. McAvoy gets a two minute minor. Columbus unable to score. What should have been a five minute major in a game misconduct. Wait, didn't he get uh No. He was yes. Hold on. He was suspended, but we'll get to that. No, 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 no. Didn't he get thrown out of the? Or was it?
0: Am I thinking of a different hit? The Game Seven hit. That's what I'm thinking of. You're thinking of oh yeah,
1: San Jose in Vegas. No, that's yeah. No, that's not. That. No, 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 no. I'm thinking about this hit. No, he wasn't kicked out. Wasn't he kicked out and then brought back in? He got it. Oh, Only got a two minute minor. But that was at the end of a period. That's why. He well, kicked. No, no. Ugh, what am I thinking of? You're it, you're clearly thinking of the wrong hit. Because McAvoy only got a two-minute minor. Who got checked really, really bad in Game 7? Pavelski. Well, he fell backwards, yeah. No, I'm, I'm talking about in this series. They didn't go to 7. It was 6. Was it 6? Yes. It was so long ago now, but... Oh, God. But anyways, I, Alex playoffs. is confused. Playoffs. McAvoy brains him. A Bush League call. A horrible call. Wes McCauley was refing this game. The reason why they put well, the NHL puts Wes McCauley and also Kelly Sutherland in big games like this because they know they'll do a good job. Wes McCauley, by the way, I don't know if he was the closest ref to the play, but the refs got together after the hit to discuss what the what the length of the penalty should be. And Wes McCauley, the veteran referee that everyone loves because he's dramatic, veteran he's official. fun. Veteran official. Blows a call. That's horrible. I forgot who refed the games last night, but like I said, we'll get to that one here in a second, but that is a bad call. Yes, McAvoy got suspended. Oh, he got his comeuppance. No, he didn't. Columbus wants a five-minute major. If that was a five-minute major in a game misconduct, that would have been enough for Columbus because he had a five-minute major and that power Whether play, or not they came back. It would have helped instead of just a two-minute minor. And the only reason why he only got one game is because Anderson came back. It's a bad call, a dumb hit. The fact that this league still allows this crap is pathetic. NHL player safety from George Peros down, everyone in that department fired at the end of the year, fired. All of them. They have had multiple chances to set an example. This was one. A straight headshot. Rule 34. Or rule 48, whatever the heck it is. Rule 34, something else. Internet, don't look it up. Rule 48, it's a headshot. A blatant headshot. You can't say, oh, he ran off his shoulder and then he kind of collided up. No. And the worst part, like I said, it's the second time McAvoy's tried to do this in this series. It's Rule 48, right? Rule 48. Yes, thank you. Rule 48, headshot, brain. Anderson was able to get back up. Thankfully. Thankfully, he wasn't down for too long. He was able to come back. The fact that you know, if, let's be honest, if he had been down for five more minutes, maybe it would have been a five minute major. So players out there, hockey players, if you feel like you got hit in the head, stay down and the other guy will get a five-minute major and game misconduct. Don't get back up. Don't be that tough player that everyone wants you to be. Take the hit. Stay down. Play dead. Whatever you got to do. Get, get concussion protocol for a couple minutes. You'll be fine. Because apparently that's what you got to do to actually get a reasonable call, an accurate call in the playoffs. Shooter McAvoy had done this during the regular season. He may have gotten, what, two games and a slap on the wrist. I don't know how Boston keeps getting away with this crap. Do we want to leave that in game one or do we want to go to the radio show? Well, well let's leave that in game one. Well, well, sorry. Okay,
0: so for those of you that we are going back into this, thank you to hockeycentral.co.uk because they always do the very best job, and I've always used them, in plain and simple what the rule is. Rule 48, illegal check to the head. 48.1, illegal check to the head, a lateral or blind side hit to an opponent where the head is targeted and or the principal point of contact is not permitted. 48.2 says that it can be a minor penalty where there is no provision for a... There's no, there's no provision. It, at, at least there is a minor penalty. Okay. The, ma- the major penalty is for violation of the rule if, quote an automatic game misconduct penalty is assessed under the rule. So you can, a major penalty and a match penalty, 40, 48.3 and 48.4 coincide each other. So, be, yes, because what you're talking about, since he got up and he came back, that's why
1: he was not assessed a major and a match. Even though the fact that he's straight head wasn't incidental. It was a straight headshot. He did not avoid the head.
0: He did Which not. is 48.5. Game misconduct penalty at the discretion of the referee.
1: Which is Wes McCauley. I love you, Wes. He made you're a, a great guy. You're entertaining. You're fun to watch. And I know you can make a good call all the time. This was a bad call.
0: It was a bad call. It was an awful call. And Columbus fans deserve to be upset. They really do. I think the fact that... And I, re- I really hate that it's West Macaulay because he's he's one of my favorite refs.
1: He's one him and Kelly Sullivan
0: are two of the best in the league. He not only is he, is he a good ref, but he's a fun ref. You want to know why? Because my girlfriend, who's in the peanut gallery right now, loves watching videos of West Macaulay, you know, making calls. You know, five minute major for fighting. For she loves fighting. that one. She loves it. That's her favorite one because you know what? West Macaulay is entertaining. It sucks that he made a bad call, but. Let's move on to something that just happened with the Hurricanes. You
1: talking about last night, or? We're, we're talking about the the clip that you wanted to pull up. Okay, play. so we'll get to the refs and game. Well, should we stick with the refs and talk about Game One here? Game One of last this series. Yeah. So because yeah, for those who I don't didn't remember, watch the whole game. So for those that don't remember, but we saw the Dougie Hamilton penalties, the one that ended up costing them. So yeah. So let's just say this here. We we uh, I tweeted it out yesterday. Our picks because obviously we were going to sound i didn't want to make sure we sound like i still believe the bruins in seven you still believe the canes in seven because because i feel i'm like, not going to root against the canes i'm not but the reason i picked the bruins is because the experience of professional opinion on the ice you got to pick the bruins because they can play that game and carolina has not had this kind of they've not been in this situation yet they've not been in a series where they've had to play tough hockey in this season this playoff season sorry because Washington, they have this physicality, but not the same that Boston does. Islanders, they play a good defensive game. They're not as super... Yes, they have Martin and Komarov, but it's not the same it's as It's more Boston. of a skill game. Yes, correct.
0: That's, where, that's why Sebastian Aho and Voracek and all these other players, they did well.
1: So they're up 2-1. Greg McKegg, by the way, getting a goal. And after, despite getting pushed into Rask, all the broadcasters on NBC thought, Hey, that's a penalty. No, it's not, you dummy. He got hit in, in the Rask, but that's not here or there. Go to the third period. Dougie Hamilton in the corner. He sees a guy coming, gives him a nudge. He jumps back into him. He didn't well, he didn't jump, but you could see he kinda he saw the guy coming into him and he, he gave him, gave him a butt of, bump. Give him a little bump as he's coming back towards him. You see it all the time. However, the arm goes up. Like, what? That's a penalty. He's, okay, whatever, fine. I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. You know roughing sure, if you're gonna call it, I guess it's correct, whatever. Play goes back to her center as Caroline touches the puck. Sveshnikov gets dropped from behind by Karale. And that's not a penalty. Somebody explain to me when you hit someone from behind whiplash, Shveshnikov, who's already had a concussion from that fight against Ovechkin in the first round. Yeah. How is that not a penalty? I mean You're gonna call a soft call like that against Hamilton. Well here's the thing, but then Corrali can deck one of the top young players in this league from behind, and nothing gets called.
0: Well, I want to say I forgot
1: who it was on the
0: hurricanes, but in that game too, uh Bergeron laid a hit from behind. Straight into the boards. Well, not straight in the boards, but it was a bit of an angle. But still, a check from behind where the player went to the boards. And
1: are you saying, oh, Crowley, was it called. was incidental because Cry was going off for a change or something? No, are you kidding me? He was going right into him. And now, I don't say he deliberately meant to try to kill the kid, but he didn't get out of the way, didn't stop. He definitely followed through. Are you kidding me? Marshan shoots, Johansson tips in the rebound. Okay, tie game 2-2. And then, Bacchus in the corner... Battling with uh, was it Pesci or who's Dougie Hamilton's D partner? Crap. Pesci. Yeah, we'll just bah. say. No, I don't remember who it was, but Backus in the corner. They usually play together. Backus in a battle touches the puck going up the boards at the millisecond after he makes contact with the puck, proving that he kind of had possession, playing the puck. Dougie Hamilton puts him in the boards. They call interference for that. What in the actual blue blazing hell? Is that? Bad call? That's a horrible call. Dougie Hamilton, even quoted. He, he watched it back before he went to the reporters just to make sure that, you know, that he was making sure that he wasn't just kind of by himself being selfish saying, oh, it wasn't appealing. He watched it back it's like, yeah, I don't agree with him. Because back is, clearly, it wasn't like the Marty have, like getting killed by Cronwell hit where he did not have... He pushes. made contact with Puck. He was, he was in he possession. He was playing the Puck and he got hit the millisecond after. You know how many times guys have finished their checks in the series? In the playoffs in general... And then don't go don't get called. I'm sorry. I try to be as unbiased as possible in these playoffs, mm. exception of the Leafs. Mm. I try to be. Try that's what that's why I, that's why I'm picking Boston in this series. Because clearly, the refs aren't gonna call squat on them, and Boston's gonna walk in four. Because this is awful. Twenty-eight seconds, yes, and there's Bergeron. Of course it's Bergeron, but Bergeron's the only guy I like on this team. You like Marshawn. When you he did. plays for Canada, yeah. You like Marshan. Brad Marshan re- for those few days in 2016 when he played for Team Canada in the World Cup of Hockey, you're right I was cheering for Marshan No. Because he was the MVP of that team. If, and as soon as he scored the game-winning goal in that final game against Team Europe, the buzzer went off and I said, yes, I hate you now. No, you
0: you don't like Marshan because he's not on your team.
1: No, you're right. And like I said, people hate Kadri. If Kadri was on anyone else's team, they'd be like, yeah, I love that guy. It's step when he gets the red mist, but... The problem I have is that it's consistent. I just don't understand. Why do people not... Is Are, are the refs afraid they're going to get mugged in Boston? Which, I mean, I would be too, let's be don't honest. Don't take it too far there. Okay, fine. Here, we'll give you another reason here. Let me... Another, another reason
0: why Carolina fans and the Hurricanes should be upset. Okay? And this is from the Toucher and Rich uh, show that was actually... Tyler has it on Bar Down. Um, well,
1: Bar down tweeted it out, and that's how I found it this morning, actually. Right,
0: and, you know, this is this is a Boston-based uh, sports show.
1: 98.5 FM, if you're curious. Yeah, 98.5 98.
0: FM, the, right?
1: D- yes, radio, Nine, Alex. It's a thing on your car. you got to turn the dial. You, you know, see,
0: I'm used to the Grand Rapids ones. ninety seven IGRD 113, the bro.
1: There's a 98.5, just not in Grand Rapids. Probably more like in battle.
0: Lansing, probably? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a Lansing one, isn't it? 98.5.
1: I own your person. Tell us.
0: 97. That's Man, close. Rock by one.
1: Anyways, right, we're, so, you know what? You know what? Radio station. We're on 101.6. Sure. Get it? Be, get it? Because there is no point even number for radio. That's that's the joke, Alex. Thanks, we're not up. Thanks, Ty. I, you clearly didn't get it. Thanks, Tony. I you clearly had to give it to you. So Toucher and Rich uh, show
0: Boston-based sports um, show, and they they were interviewing. Um, or they were doing a segment with Carolina beats, uh, Chip Alexander, Carolina beat writer, yeah, yeah. Beat writer.
1: And which by the way, he is from the se- He's from North Carolina.
0: He's from the South. He's got a bit of a Southern drawl. And this is what happens
1: happened to this team after the new year there, there's really a line between before january 1st and after january 1st and how do you explain what's happened to the two goaltenders that carolina has used morazic as fred said couldn't start in detroit and has been an average to above average goaltender and his backup backup is he's a career 500 goaltender and they're both playing well uh, how did this happen well, I mean, first of all, they started scoring some goals. Uh, Rod Brendamore said the first 20, 25 games of the season, he thought they played maybe their best hockey. They just couldn't score. And they were losing a lot of close games, and in December, things looked pretty bleak. But uh, then, they, you know, then the puck started going in a little bit more. And then in January, they traded for Nino Niederreiter. I can't listen to a guy with a Southern accent talk about hockey. Did you sing I up on him? Yep. I thought he was pretty good. Nope. I thought he was all right. Yeah. Nope. I Really? Your southern accent, I can't take it. <laughs> in southern accents. What? Uh, you know, there are teams, hockey teams in the south. Many, in fact. There's, there's uh, Florida, you which has guys. a couple <laughs> of good teams. <laughs> one really good team. They don't have southern accents. You got to fly a guy in from Canada. Are you kidding me? Southern. This is Fred Toucher. He's one of the, Like we said, one of the hosts. This guy, as unprofessional. Listen, I can't get a job in broadcasting, but yet this hunk of garbage has a radio show in one of the biggest markets in the United States. And he straight up cuts off a guy. Hangs up on him. Hangs up on Only I, in Boston. Listen, I had a horrible Only interview. Only in Boston. I had I had a horrible interview with Noah Dobson, okay? Home, home Noah, of I, the screw-ins. Home of the
0: Boston Bull Sox. That's why I said it. I don't like Boston. I don't like New England. Massachusetts has crappy sports teams because of their yeah. media. Okay.
1: If, Listen. If, no. no, I'm going to calm you down here before no, we
0: go. No, I'm furious. This is a Carolina person. I'm standing up for my canes. This is a crusade, and we need all of our people. I don't care if he's got a southern draw. He deserves to be heard. He's got good thing to say about Niederreiter. You don't need to cut him off like that. You can't hang up on him. You, nobody puts baby in the
1: corner. T- I Listen, I get it, okay? I understand where you're coming from. in fact that you just heard Southern Drill kind of got you going there. But listen, this is a professional reporter, broadcaster, whatever the heck you want to call it. And he does that. How in the world are you not reprimanded for that Bush League? Can I get a yee-yee? Okay, Earl Devils, shut up. But... How in the world can anyone outside of that Dunkin' Donuts eating fake donut dr- fake coffee drinking mother trucker region cheer for that team. You saw the map. Freaking
0: Pasternak.
1: Hey, yeah, hey, 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 go check your voice, voice now. You that's why after that's why that's worse than the Mighty Ducks. Hey, 44, you, you play you don't play so well. Pasternak can't trip for garbage. The only thing good about that guy is the fact that his nickname's pasta. That's it. It's like saying that like Panarin's bread, but anyways. But no, the thing is, like, you saw the map of NBC Sports Boston, they tweeted out, here's the region, like, who's actually cheering for Boston, whatever, and it had, like, half at Boston, half at Carolina, whatever, and then people from Michigan were like, you are out of your mind if you think Red Wings fans are cheering for the Bruins. How in the world can you cheer for a team that has these kind of people r- reporting for them, these kind of people cheering for them, the ref's on their side? Listen, there are some fans that are excited about it. They like it. They're fun. They're great. Some are actually pretty cool. But then you have dumb people like this, and let's be honest, Boston pizza is a joke. Chicago deep dish all the way. That's greasy slime, cheese sauce, whatever the heck you want to call it. That greasy mother trucker, that's disgusting. Little Caesars is better than that. Or Detroit pizza. Okay, Detroit pizza is good too, but I'm saying Boston pizza is yes. a joke. Oh, it's a big slice. You got to fold it in half. You know what? You can fold that's this. It's not
0: in Boston half. pizza. That's New York style. No,
1: Boston and New York are both kind of similar.
0: No. Yes, that, they are. No, that's New York style pizza. If it's floppy, and you, and, get it on, and you get too. it on a paper plate? Nah, that's New York style pizza. It's Boston too. You though. tell that it's to John Boston. Stewart. You tell that to John Stewart. He John Stewart from New Jersey. Yeah, <laughs> New Jersey, New York style pizza though. That's what he calls it. Is You're on the Jersey, Jersey side of things here, Alex. It's Jersey
1: style Where's pizza. Where oh, are your dumb jumpsuit and kick rocks? That was a good one. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay, you know what?
0: This is what I gotta say. Carolina has. Everything going for them.
1: They need to win the series. They need to slay the Bruins. You want to know why? Because nobody wants sh- Boston to be in a championship game. Because guess what? Boston's won in every other... Except for the Celtics. They're out. Ha! ha. Suck it. Get your Milwaukee! Actually, except for the Raptors. Raptors got Game 7 on Sunday. Oh, boy. I'm nervous. Eh, I don't like basketball They got much. the Sixers, man. Sixers are good. But anyways, Carolina, they need to come back harder in Game 2. They have to make sure they don't do anything dumb. Uh, do we have time for... Quick Toronto and Ken Holland? Uh,
0: maybe we can talk about them uh, maybe in another episode or maybe we can do some sort of split thing. what well, we, should we
1: mention Kenny Holland? Okay, so Kenny... Let's make it quick. Really, Kenny really Holland quick. gets hired by the Edmonton Oilers as their new general manager just a week and a half, I think, after he was named senior vice president yep, by the Red Wings. He's revenues.
0: got a lot of work ahead of him, and he's in a worse situation than he was with Detroit. Um, another bit of a time crunch here. Quickly, or, with Toronto, uh, Travis Dermott's out with a sole... Without shoulder
1: surgery, shoulder surgery out out for six months, him and and Jaime are going to be rehab buddies. Um, Jonathan Tavares
0: is out with an oblique injury. He was brought back to Toronto, um, where he can be checked out by Maple Leafs uh, medical staff in prep for the World Championships, which starts today, by the way, starts today. And Kyle Dubas, in his interview, um, said he was, quote, all in on Mike Babcock. I think we'll get into that more next week.
1: Right. Which hopefully will be earlier next week.
0: Uh, we'll see how it works. I think it should be earlier. Okay. If, we can, if we can do maybe like a
1: Monday show, maybe a Tuesday show. Uh, Monday are doing pictures, so... Okay, you got 10 seconds. Who you got and why? Well, I got the Bruins at 7, because simply because of the fact they're more physical, and obviously they're going to get calls to go their way. Screw you, it's the Carolina Hurricanes! in seven you all know why i want this to last i want to savor
0: every second of it i just want them bruins to bleed (laughs) bleed carolina
1: red (laughs) Yeah, yeah that's all i got well that was a very interesting hour of podcasting we just done there shortest episode we've had in a while well, Well, no. not the shortest.
0: Well, there was the one we did, like, in 47 seconds. Or not 47 seconds. 47,
1: 47 seconds. Yeah, that was a great episode. I remember that. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> boys and girls, of all ages, welcome back to another episode. Keep going. And I'm goodbye! Harrison, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, a couple of my CHL episodes are kind of short, which I'm probably going to be doing my Memorial Cup preview here in about yeah. a week or so, the way these series are. But, action.
0: uh, I gotta head out of here, because I got, I got some stuff to do. I got real
1: life crap. And I got some stuff to do. I got You got, got coffee to drink. Coffee, no, my coffee. Oh, there we go. Oh. Now it's gone. There we go. You had coffee to drink. I had coffee to drink. I'm at Bumshel. I got two more lacrosse games today. We worked out to do stuff, 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 um, yeah. check, out, check out Puck 77, folks. We have, actually have Puck 77. While it lasts. We yeah. have a Spotify playlist now, which I, it's actually going to continue, actually. We've, we we're we able to work it out. So check out all the good stuff, all the playoff writing you want from all of our great writers at Puck 77. But make sure you use the hashtag TheKillPodcast podcast. Tag
0: us in posts on Twitter and Facebook at the Keel Podcast. Make sure that we're you're listening to us. Make sure that we're getting that feedback that we also oh desperately desire. Please, we've been waiting for it and it hasn't happened. Give me something, a piece of ham. I don't care. We hashtag, have ham upstairs. Hashtag, hashtag the Keel Podcast at the Keel Podcast for Tyler Keel. I'm your host as always, Alex Keel. We will see you next time with nothing but better hockey news than last week. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye!